Casey, Casey, okay. Casey. Thank you so much What's for joining up? me. I really, really appreciate it. So look, what we're going to do today is I'm on a quest to find out the qualities a client needs in order to achieve a successful transformation. And obviously you are someone that has achieved something far beyond incredible. And yes. we've been working together for a very long time now. Before I jumped on or got, you know, before I prepared for this podcast, I went back in, in time to do a bit of uh, oh God. researching to, to see where you started and, you know, how long we've been together. And as per my records, it, it, it says that you started in 19th of October, 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that would mean that we have been working together for two years and one month, yep. which is a very long time. Now you started at a body weight of 87.7 kilograms. And for the listeners, Casey isn't tall. <laughs> I'm <laughs> tiny. <laughs> so obviously 87.7 can be, you know, that's that's pretty heavy. And this week or the week that just went by, Casey got down to a low of 66. Usually 65, but we've been... Usually 65. So mm. that would equate to a 2.2... Uh, 22.7 kilogram loss total, which is crazy, crazy, crazy big. Now, in between that time frame of this two years that we've been together, we've, we've, uh, you know, had some obstacles arise, which I can get, let you get into later on, but we've also had a few maintenance phases and one semi gaining phase, haven't we? Mm, that's right. Yep. And now we're in the process of re-entering a fat loss phase to get to your ultimate goal, which is... I would love to be 58, but I'd happily settle at 60. Okay. Okay. And this is also based on my height. Like, as you mentioned, I'm five foot one. So mm. it's okay for me to get to that without it being unhealthy. Absolutely. So we're going to get into it. Um, we're going to start off with some more like initial introduction questions so people can understand you and, you know, where you came from. And then we've got some questions that we'll, we'll spend a bit of time inside and go a little bit deeper on. And then I'd like to finish off with some like rapid fire questions to, to hopefully hone okay. everything in. Okay. So number one is um, what did life look like before joining Panda? Where were you at? Okay. Well, as you know, I've got two small children. Um, so obviously my whole life revolved around them. I never put myself as a priority. So it was literally just making sure they got to school and they were happy and they went to bed and that sort of thing. So yeah, I guess you could say my life literally revolved around those two. Mm -hmm. What about like work? How was that side of things? Like obviously having two kids, you were quite busy, but then were you working on top of that? Yeah, so when I first started with Panda, I was running a large cleaning company, so I owned it. I had around 40 staff, and I was also working full-time in the public service <laughs> as an APS6. So, right. so, yeah, as you can see, there was definitely minimal downtime. Mm. And do you think, you know, the position that you were in that, at that time, how busy you were in your life to what it was, do you think that's the reason why you ended up at, was it 87.7 kilograms? Yeah, I actually think my max was about 90, which was just before I joined up with you. But I think it was a good excuse for myself to not do anything. I don't think it should be a reason, but obviously I know for a lot of mums and parents and people out there that time is um usually the reason that no one looks after themselves but yeah that was definitely my excuse mm -hmm. for sure okay 
Now, what made you join Panda in the first place? Like what made you decide to just go, all right, actually, no, for the, for the listeners, you had joined with me earlier on. I think a year, maybe two years before. 2018. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 2018, I did a couple of weeks with you and then I just, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't ready to commit. I think you have to be ready. Right. Yeah, for sure. So two years later, what made you, what was like the defining moment in your mind that was like, all right, I need to join back up? So I had obviously been watching you the whole time. Um, I watched you compete and I've watched your stories and posts. So like to me, you were always such a big influence of what I should be doing. And as you know, I like to take a lot of photos through progress or just, you know, to have a look at how I'm looking sort of thing. And I even did that back then before I started with you. And then you would look at them and go, oh, is that me? Like Mm. on clothes. I think the clothes was the major thing because I would put on something that I'd worn last season and I was just getting bigger and I couldn't zip things up and I just went, oh, my God, like, I was pushing a size 18 at five foot one. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And so and I just went, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. So that obviously didn't make you feel too good. No, because then it makes you feel sad and depressed and then you don't want to do anything anyway because you're like, oh, what's the point? And, you know, as you and I know, it's it's a lengthy process. You can't just wake up one day. And I had tried all those fad diets before joining with you. I tried the light and easy and, you know, the fat program and all those things that people tell you you're going to lose all this weight in such a short period of time, but it's not true. Mm, yeah. It's absolutely. Not. Yeah. Well, I mean, two years down the line, is, aren't we? I was worse. Yeah. And I remember you said to me when I, when I canceled the first time, you said, you know, a lot of women do this and then they come back to me in exactly the same position they were in. And I thought, no way I can do this. And I came back to you worse. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? I don't, I don't recall saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an ego. <laughs> you did. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you started. You started back up. I want to know what you think the most challenging thing was when you first started. I think the most challenging thing was trying to work out what I was going to eat that either the kids could eat or trying to find meals that like I could eat and I could make easily and then I could make the kids a different dinner because I know a lot of parents don't like doing that, making two different meals, but I had to learn how to adapt if mm. I was going to do that. Okay. And did you end up getting your kids to eat the same thing as you or did you end up eating completely different things? Most of the time I ate completely different things because as you know about me, I do it for calories, not taste. So <laughs> I'll just eat the plainest thing <laughs> that fits. And that's my choice. I could make, I could spice it up and still be able to fit it in my calories. Mm. But I'm a very simple person. I could eat the same thing every day for a week, which is what I do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I did end up making a lot of different things for myself and the kids, but it, it ended up working. I just had to find what worked. Okay. Okay. And it's about planning. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say that would have taken up extra time to do that. Yeah, that's right. But I just made sure I would set time aside every week to work out what I was going to eat. And then if it was something I knew the kids would eat, then easy. If not, then I would then plan something for the children. But I would make it simple so that I didn't, you know, I wasn't slaving in the kitchen for hours, which is something that I love about being with Panda is that I don't have to slave in the kitchen for hours. Mm. You know, all the other programs that I tried before, I found that they had all these extensive meal plans where you had to have 50 different ingredients. Yeah. And I just, that's the time I didn't have. For sure. Okay. That's really insightful, actually. I've got a broader question here for you. 
Mm-hmm. And whether or not you can answer this or okay. not is, is something we'll get into. And if you can't, we'll kind of try to unpack it. What do you think the main reason your transformation was so successful? Consistency. Like that's all it is. I didn't see results for ages. And then when I thought I started seeing results, I would tell you, which we were so proud of. But then I look back now and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Like, look at me now, sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't know. I just think people give up so quick because in a week they haven't lost any weight or their body doesn't look any different. But it it takes so much more time than that. Mm. And you've just got to be patient. Like, if I think about it, it took me four years to put on that amount of weight. I'm not going to lose it in six months or a year. Like it doesn't just take that long to put on and then you can just get it off. It's harder to get off than it is to put on. Mm. So I think just being consistent and just trusting the process and trusting Mm. you, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's unpack that. I'm going to jump a jump. What allowed you to have trust in the process? Do you know what it was? watching you compete that's like the one thing that drove me to yeah because there's a lot of coaches out there that can coach and tell you what to eat and tell you what to do but until you actually watch a coach do it themselves and understand it from doing it like even not competing even losing weight like you obviously had to shred a lot of fat to get to that Mm. but you've gone through the process yourself so you know how it feels mentally for other people so you have the empathy for people You're not just like, I don't give a shit if you're having a bad week or you're hungry. You have to do this. You're like, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I felt that when I did it. Mm. So I think watching you go through it made me go, okay, well, he knows what he's talking about because he's done it himself. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Okay. So your goal, I want to touch on your goal. So obviously the goal was to lose weight. I don't know how in the Mm -hmm. beginning, I don't know how clear your goal was, but so I'm I'm someone that needs to have a very clear and precise understanding of exactly what it is that I want to achieve. And only mm. then can I start to consistently move towards that. I want to know how clear your vision of what your goal was when you first started. So when I first started, I'm exactly like you, but I have to set mini goals. So I was able to achieve what I did because I would do it at 10 kilos at a time or sometimes even five kilos. Mm. I was never looking at the end picture. And that's what I mean by I wasn't sure what my goal was because I never knew what I could or would get down to. Mm. All I knew is at this point in time, I want to get to 80 kilos. And then when I hit it, I was like, all right, this point in time, I need to get to 70. And I would write in my phone my whys. So I had to you know, I had something to look back and go, okay, why am I doing this? Interesting. And my lock screen photo was a photo of me when I liked how I looked. So every time I open my phone, I go, I'm going to look like you. You know, it would drive me to want to look like that. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I did Uh, it for ages. Can you share with us what your why was or what your whys were? I got a good question. I probably still have them somewhere. I think it was just to feel better, to look better, to fit in my clothes. And it's funny because I try on all the clothes that I wanted to fit in. They're all way too big now, (laughs) which is really cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it was mainly stuff like that. I find this is going to sound really strange, but when you are at a heavier weight, people don't take you as serious. I find the respect level for, for a majority of the interactions I had were just not there. But then as soon as I've lost weight, 
people want to talk to me. People want to be around me. Really? I don't know what it is, but it's like a different sort of, yeah. I can't explain it. But I just, like even being served at a shop. Really? Mm -hmm. That's really, really interesting. I would love to unpack that. Um, Me too. And so and one of my goals was sort of like, okay, well, let's let's investigate this more. The more weight I lose, let's see the sort of interactions that I get. You know, people get more smiley at you and friendlier. But yeah. I found when I was heavier, yeah, I don't know what it is, but that's something we should definitely unpack one day. That is very interesting. I would mm-hmm. love to. I'm going to have to write that down and uh, save that for another time. Because that sounds yeah. really fucking interesting. Cool. So yeah. you set yourself mini goals. You didn't focus on mm. the long-term goal because you were at that stage, you were like, I don't even know what I can achieve. I'm just going to try and achieve shit. And you had a very strong why, I guess. You know, you, you wrote them down and you're very clear on the why you're doing what it is that you're doing. And you'd also have a, you mm. set your Which display don't- picture as your, mm-hmm. I guess, your incentive, your reminder. Mm-hmm. Okay. What yeah, else? Yeah, and I think say? my why changed a lot. Okay. My why changed a lot. Like, as you know, personal circumstances of mine changed. I became a single mum with two kids. And lucky for me, I had actually started this journey well before any of that happened, mm. which everyone thought that I had started when it happened. And, oh, my God, she's lost so much weight because, you know, her right. life's changed. But I was already ahead of that which was yeah. great for me, but, you know, my why obviously changed because that was the time I really got to put myself first and True. feel better about myself. And I think mental health as well was a huge thing. Mm. My mental health has been, like, great compared to what someone else who hasn't got their, you know, nutrition and training in order. And mm. you can vouch for that because yeah. I think a lot of other people would have crumbled, but I got through it all. Yeah, absolutely. There was so, many yeah, times they definitely where, added to the why over the year. Yeah, there were many times where I would tell you, like, you are crazy strong for getting through this. And and you know, I remember <laughs> when it happened, I was like, Oh my god, like expecting you to be in such a state. And I called you and you were like, Yeah, I'm all right. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That's that's really cool. So your why's adapted your why's adapted as you grew. Yeah? Yeah. Did you believe in the beginning? Okay, so let's let's split this into two sections, right? There's the beginning and a mm-hmm. middle. Did you believe that you could achieve this goal at the start? And how did that compare to you believing in the middle of your process? I didn't. I think because I had tried so many ways to lose weight. I thought I'm going to give it my all. Like I trusted you, but I just, I actually thought my body wasn't capable of doing it. Like my mind was ready, but I just, I couldn't picture my body going from what it was, which you remember Mm. to being as small as I am now. So at the beginning I was like, you know what, I'll give it a red hot go. But I, my expectations are just not at what I am now. Mm. And that's why I never set a long-term goal because I thought I don't want to, I didn't want to upset myself by going, okay, I'm going to be 60 kilos or whatever it is. And then I never get there. And then I just mm. felt like shit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my little goals, as I got them, they were great. And as I hit one or two, then I started going, okay, all right, maybe, mm. maybe I can do this. It and as you know, I take a photo every day. <laughs> I take a photo of myself every day in my undies and bra. 
is that when I started comparing them, even after a few months, I started going, okay, all right, like I can see a little bit of a change. I can see this. And then now when we do a comparison, we're like, mm. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, which you send it to happened. me quite frequently. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You're my biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really amazing. It's truly, truly amazing. It actually shocks me still. Every single time you send me, I'm just like, where? When did this happen? I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't even recognize the person Mm-mm. anymore. No. You know the Facebook face recognition thing? I swear it wouldn't be able to pick you up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I the, love that. Um, okay, so what what do you think the defining moment was? Or was it like a, a just merely the fact that you you were achieving things that built that momentum and I guess self-belief or was there like a defining moment moment where you were like nah you know what I can achieve xyz yeah I think that was the day that I was walking and I messaged you and I'm like I reckon I could compete yeah because that's when I realized oh my god look look how much I've actually done like I Mm. could challenge myself a little bit further yeah yeah for sure that's right and then um we had a discussion which I, this is a really important discussion that I really like having with my clients. And this is the identity shift mm. yeah, that, mm. that, that you experience. You went from Casey being this overweight mom to Casey, the, the mom that goes to the gym all the time and always <laughs> hits her nutrition and, you know, that kind of stuff. So like there, we, we saw a huge identity shift, huge identity mm. shift. Now I feel as though people don't even people can't even remember what you used to look like. They just see you as the no, fit girl now. I know. And no one believes me if they meet me now that I used to weigh what I did. You know, okay. like I'll have people come to me. Like I've met a few people who had weight loss surgery, for example, and they're doing amazing and they've lost all this weight. And then I'll say, oh, yeah, like I've lost like 25 kilos. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And then I'll show them a photo and they're like, oh, what? Like people just have... Yeah, no one knows me as that person anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I w- okay, here's a good question. Did you ever experience moments where you wanted to quit? Oh, all the time. You'd be crazy not to have moments that are hard. It's not that I ever would. <laughs> You're stuck with me forever. But, um, <laughs> you know, some days the kids are crazy. You're tired. You know, no one's listening to you. You don't have time to go to the gym because you're running around doing all these things and you think, oh, my God, like, is this my life? I don't have time for me. Mm. But then you've just got to, that's when I have to reevaluate my why. Like, what what do I want? You know what I mean? Mm. And I think I think it, it, it'd be crazy not to have moments where you think, I can't do this. You know, some days you're starving and it's not because of the calories you've been put on. It might be things like you've got your period or you're super tired that day or for some reason you chose not the most nutritious food to waste your calories on. You mm. know what I mean? Like it, it's going to happen, but it's all about the willpower and your brain power to just keep pushing. Mm. Okay. So so do you have like a, a, a system or a framework that you kind of put yourself through when you did start to think that you just wanted to quit? Absolutely. So it <laughs> don't laugh at me. Firstly, I'll go and look through my hidden folder, which has got all my larger photos of myself, and I'll ask myself, would you be here or do you want to keep being here? And then I go onto TikTok and I watch girls at the gym. (laughs) 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 And then I listen to, like, 
some real loud dance music and then I'm like, nah, you're motivated. <laughs> wow. No, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Because look, I TikTok think TikTok is a powerful platform. <laughs> yeah, look, I think um, as you said, a lot of people you have to be crazy to not get to that point where you just want to quit. And I think it's important. I, I think so, th- so so there's obviously a lot of people that follow through with that thought process. They get to a point, yeah, it's all too much. Nah, fuck this, I quit. Whereas, well, that was me in 2018, wasn't it? Well, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if people had a framework that they could kind of take a step back and re and go through this mm-hmm. framework of, wait, do do I actually want to do this? Um, and then like re-motivate themselves. I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah, I think so. And you know what? It's not always an instant thing. You might not be able to re-motivate yourself in half an hour. It might take a day sometimes. Or as you know, for me, sometimes it takes a week. Mm. But it's just being able to go, okay, my body's telling me that this week it's a no. It's not happening. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I'll say, because you're the one who wanted this, so sure. you're going to get And once you get back into it, you're sweet. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. All right. So you, you haven't had a, an easy journey. And this is why I have so much respect for you, Casey, because you are someone that has achieved some insane shit, but has also gone through some insane shit. Can you talk about some of the obstacles that have arisen throughout your journey? And, and then after that, maybe you can explain why they didn't deter you from, you know, continuing on with your goal. God, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, first, obviously, was my divorce. Mm. So you'd think that that would have impacted me majorly, but it actually made me more motivated, <laughs> which mm. was great. Thank you. Um, after that, what was next? Probably having to move house unexpectedly. Mm. And then having to move back into my parents' house. And as you know, I've got a home gym set up that I've decked out, but Mm. I had to dismantle that. So then my only time I could go to the gym was either 4 in the morning or 9.30 at night, which I did. Yeah. I would just, because I went and lived with my parents, you know, when the kids would go to bed, my parents would oh so lovely watch the children and I would go and work out until stupid hours. Then moving into my new place, I couldn't fit my gym. That's right. (laughs) That's so right. then I had to, I didn't have a gym and I couldn't get to the gym, but we yeah. made it work. And that was due what to else? time constraints, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So that was, yeah. Well, in before that, that in before all of that happened, um, there was lockdown. There was lockdown. Yeah. There was lockdown. And, and I just then, made sure I walked. Yeah. And then um, your business. Oh yeah. My business shut too. So because yeah. of COVID, the start of this year, I had to shut the business, which Last year, I actually resigned from the public service and I just solely did my business because mm-hmm. I could. The public service was just kind of like an added get me out of the house sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was great because I could drop the kids, I could go to the gym, I'd go for a big walk, that sort of thing. But then, you know, because of the divorce and that sort of thing, I got offered to go back into the APS. So for my family, it was the best option, which then meant I had to figure out how to still fit in my priorities Mm. so that was a mixture of going to the gym at lunchtime or um well then lockdown happened pretty quick after that so that's when i thought you know what i'm just going to buy my own gym and put it at home so that i've got no excuses so i spent a lot i think i spent like thirteen thousand dollars to set it up (laughs) because it's pretty it's pretty wicked but (laughs) yeah it is cool it is cool 
And through all of those things that have happened, and obviously you skimmed over it, but I remember, you know, obviously being, you know, coaching you. Um, I remember within those times, they they did get pretty chaotic. And Absolutely. stress was definitely very, very high at mm. a lot of different times in, in within those, um, you know, scenarios. Why do you think they didn't deter you from continuing on with your goals? Because I made my goals my non-negotiables. So it. no matter what, they were my priorities. I love it. Mm. That's so inspiring, yep. Casey. Hey? I thank you. <laughs> well, look at my coach. <laughs> and you know what actually is the other massive motivating thing, which a lot of people don't know, but a lot of girls have signed up with you and are doing it on the down low that have been influenced from me. Really? And they tell me, well, yeah, I'm not going to name them on here, but right. how many people have signed up? Or like, I know a lot of people have inquired, but there's been a small handful of yeah. people who have actually signed up to you who yep. have now hit one or two years or a year or something with yes. you. I can think and that of, motivates me. I can think of uh, uh, quite a few, actually. Uh, when you said down low. Mm. I thought they signed up but didn't actually tell me. Oh, no. I just know some of them won't let you post before and after. <laughs> yes, right, right. Um, yeah, no, you have been one of the biggest influences on so many girls coming through. It's actually crazy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I think a lot of there's obviously a large amount who have inquired and they're just not ready, but I really do hope that me sharing my progress and, you know, just tagging you or you tagging me, it still keeps influencing them mm. to end up joining when they're ready. Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate that. It's it's um, obviously really helped to our business, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So, look, I've got some, I've got some rapid fire questions. Mm -hmm. And these are just so that we can kind of, you know, these are things that you might do or, yeah, things that you might do that might be able to help people understand what exactly they might have to do mm -hmm. right? number one how often do you meal prep once a week perfect number two how do you manage your time oh that's a good question especially with the children time management i find is never something that gets easier you just have to keep adapting to the changing priorities that are going to come up but i just make sure the bigger picture things are organized like i've always got my set times for school drop-off and gym and that sort of thing and I'm like you I will actually put it in my calendar down to a t so I know exactly what I'm doing where mm. so I think my answer is utilizing my calendar yeah absolutely and that was I, I guess that was kind of like my next question like do you create a routine <laughs> yes you do yeah for sure and it changes often mm. um as things change but as long as I know what it is and then I just change it when required <laughs> absolutely so you know what it is that you need to do at any given moment within the week, day, time. Absolutely. Um, how often do you do your grocery shopping? Ooh, probably once a week. Mm -hmm. Unless I forget bits and bobs for the kids. But for myself, I'll plan my food and then I'll write out my grocery list and then I'll go get it all. And then it, even if I meal prep and freeze it or I just Fantastic. I like chop it ready or whatever I have to do. Okay. What do you dedicate your time to on the weekends? Oh, if I have the kids, I just make sure that I have time with them, make sure I get them out of the house and do some fun stuff, some family activities, 
Um, and I also make sure, obviously, I go to the gym because that's the best time I can go because I'm not, you know, stuck going at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't have the kids, I actually try and relax nowadays. That's really nice. <laughs> Which is very rare. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you have to go out for social events? Because this is something that you also throughout this well, time. This is a good one. And this is one. Yeah. Yes. What do you do? <laughs> yes. I love a social event. Um, <laughs> so if it's something where people are sitting down and having dinner, I'll read the menu as soon as I know I'm going out for dinner and I will pick what I'm going to eat and I'll try and work out the calories the best I can. And then I work my day around it. Perfect. So, you know, if I, and I try and pick the most simple thing, my friends think it's so funny, but then now that one of them's with you and mm. we go out together, she's like, Oh my God, that's such a good idea. And she'll do it too. Because if we go for <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> say if we go for breakfast, I'll get two poached eggs, a bit of bacon and a piece of sourdough, because that is the easiest thing to track. Mm. Right. Mm. And everyone used to look at me and be like, oh, that's boring. But it actually tastes really good and I'm counting my calories. Yeah. <laughs> so I think after you start going to a few social events with the same people and they see you doing what you're doing, people stop questioning you. Because yeah. at the beginning it is really tough. People are like, oh, why are you doing that? Mm. This is a scenario we always talk about public service morning teas, right? Yeah. You don't eat something. Everyone's like, oh, just have one thing. It's fine. It's not going to alter your diet. And then when you do have something, everyone's like, oh, I thought you were dieting. So you can't win at the end of the day. So it's also a lot of brain power of just not listening to people. Yeah, I've had a lot of dinners where where I'll go and I won't eat. I'll just get a Diet Coke because I tell them it's about the company, not about what you're eating. Mm. I've done that a lot of times. So I'll make sure I eat before I go. Yeah, they're probably my main tips if you're going to eat out. That's really good. And if you're going to have a drink, just get like a vodka soda fresh lime. Easy. You're There's obviously actually a lot of low-power drink options if you feel the need to have a drink now. Yeah. <laughs> you're very experienced yes. on this. Come to me for going out tips. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question I had here, but you've kind of already answered it, is like how do you handle stress? This was on the list because... This I'm really the- lucky that... I'm really lucky that I, like, I do get stressed, but I usually forget about it in, like, half an hour, you know? Like, and when I fill out my thing, I'll be honest and say, yeah, this day I was stressed for a little bit of the day. But, like, even then when you said, tell me about the life events that have happened that has impact, that could have impacted your journey, and mm-hmm. I forget half of them because <laughs> I'm not one to hold on to things. Yeah. So if I'm stressed, I'll figure out why I'm stressed. I'll make a plan. If it's like, oh, I'm stressed that I'm not going to make it to the gym today. And then I'm like, okay, well, how can I rectify that? Okay, we'll Mm. go at nine o'clock tonight. And then I feel better instantly. Mm. But Mm. yeah, I don't really hold on to things, which is good. Okay. That's really good. Um, Thank you so much for answering those rapid fire questions. That was really helpful. And I think people are actually going to take a lot from that. I do have some ending questions because we're going to wrap it up. The first question, and you've you've already uh, answered this, and this is your this is what are your goals now? So your goal is to get to sixty, potentially fifty eight, if you can. The second part to this is if you were to give someone advice, or if you were to give some advice to a person that has just started in their journey, what would it be? Oh my god, there's so much. I would say don't give up. Just be consistent. You're not always going to be perfect Mm. I think at the beginning a lot of people think I've got to be well I mean you would hope to you would try your best to be 100% every day but some days might be 90 some days might be 99 
you know, we're only human at the end of the day, but just be as consistent as you can be and just don't give up because in two years' time you're going to look back and be like, thank God I kept doing it. Yeah, I love that. That's really good. I would have said that as well. Uh, There's a saying that I (laughs) live by and it is you can't fail unless you quit. Yeah, that's so true. And that's like in a lot of things in life, isn't it? Mm, Absolutely. Casey, that was amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate you being on. Um, Like I said, I I think a lot of people are going to be able to take some really good insight from everything that you've been through. And um, this this podcast at the moment is just for people inside of Panda. So if people inside of Panda have any questions about, um, you know, eating out, or going to social events, make sure you hit up Casey because she's got all the answers. <laughs> I do. Make sure you end our podcast with some real cool photo of a before and after of me. Okay, I will. 